Good job. Thank you, brother. Okay, let's take our Bibles and turn to the book of Acts. And uh, we have uh, a reading there from Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18 is where we'll do our reading from. How about I do that? And um, maybe one other place after this, we'll take our our message from here uh, for tonight. Something that I hope will be uh, helpful. Uh, Well, I always want it to be helpful, but I hope hope it will be helpful. Something I've been uh, thinking on a little bit today. All right, Acts chapter 18, we're going to read from verse number 8. I've titled the message, This Time Is Not That Time. All right, this time is not that time. Verse number eight. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house, and many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed and were baptized. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision, Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee. And no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city. And he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. Now, uh, I just want you to sort of uh, understand a little bit of what the Apostle Paul had been through uh, before he got to this place. In Acts chapter 14, uh, Paul had uh, been stoned and and seemingly left for dead and probably was dead but but revived again and uh, he, he kind of had been through a lot of things and I guess sometimes when we uh, when we read of the sufferings of somebody like Paul uh, it, it might be that we have put Paul maybe into the you know the place in our mind where he's kind of like a superhero. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what happens to him. Uh, he's always okay. And, uh, and, you know, the truth of it is, Paul wasn't that way. I mean, he, I think he was the greatest Christian. I think, I think he's the, it was a great, he's the great uh, example to us of those who follow after Christ. Uh, but, but, the, but verses like this reveal to us that, that Paul was affected by the things that he went through. And I don't think there's anyone here tonight who is absolutely immune to everything you've ever gone through before. It might have been many of the things you went through before. You know, you were able to just, you know, find a place in the mental shelf for that and you're okay. Uh, But likely you've been through, you know, some things that have left their mark on you. Uh, Those events may have passed... Uh, but you're not entirely free from what you feel. And, and maybe if something would come up similar, it might bring up things in your mind or inside of you that would make you uh, feel some of the feelings that you felt before. And uh, so here he is now at Corinth in Acts chapter 18, and uh, God is blessing, uh, but you have to understand this has happened before. Uh, this, at, at this point, it's looking good. Uh, people, people, are, people are responding to the preaching. Uh, the head of the synagogue has believed on Christ. And, and uh, you know, God bless that man, Crispus, because a lot of times people in uh, leadership of religious places, particularly 
would not be willing to change their view even if they knew something else was true because they've already invested too much in their position in getting where they were. So yeah, Christmas is believed and, and, uh, and, and uh, many are hearing and believing, but this has happened before. You can go back to some other places where it started out good and actually what happened was, uh, if you want to phrase it this way, Paul ends up being punished for his success. Uh, it ends up that because, because people are listening, because some people are turning away from things they used to believe and now they're believing, uh, that that seems to further stir up the opposition and, uh, and they want to hurt Paul more. And so it's happened before and, uh, and no doubt he's, uh, he's in this place. And then God addresses him uh, in the night and it says a lot of things about the Lord here, you know, a lot of good things, I think, about God understanding us. But God says to him in verse number nine, and now I'll paraphrase, he says, Paul, uh, don't, don't, don't be afraid. Now, I think God said that because likely he was. And you say, afraid of what? Well, I'm supposing, but possibly afraid of the fact that, you know, I've been through this before, and it's about this point you get to, and it gets really ugly. You know, it's about this point when good things start happening that, uh, that <coughs> everything else is about to come crashing down. And so God gives him a, <coughs> an assurance here uh, or an encouragement that he should not be afraid. And, uh, and God said, don't, uh, <coughs> don't hold back on uh, what you should be preaching. Excuse me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> mm. I don't know who's got the mic next, but just <laughs> do something with that. Um, God says, don't, don't, don't hold back uh, on, uh, on, uh, on, on what you should say. Now, uh, I think God said that because I think it's a possibility Paul maybe was contemplating moderating his preaching style. Uh, uh, just, just maybe not saying some things, maybe, maybe just doing what he could do to avoid possibly that not happening, what had happened before. And so God gives him an assurance and says, look, don't be fearful here. Um, Paul, uh, go ahead, say, say what you've been called to say. Go, go ahead and teach Christ and do, do what you do, Paul. You've been shaped for that. Go ahead and do what you do and uh, don't hold it back. Hold not thy peace. Uh, don't, 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 don't just keep it in. Go ahead and get it out. And, and I don't think, by the way, all of us, I don't think we speak enough. Uh, uh, it seems like uh, uh, our voices have been particularly quiet. Uh, and I don't mean in church. I just mean in the nation. It seems that the, the voice of Christianity is, is particularly quiet. But yet the voice of those who oppose God and are against everything that the Lord would say is good those voices have got very loud. Those people have seemed to be very bold. And, uh, and uh, it seemed like if you say anything about anything Christian, there's a great mass of criticism, and, and that's, that's using a polite word. Abuse really rises up against you, and, and uh, maybe we all just need to take a little bit of encouragement from uh, hold not thy peace. There's a time when you ought to speak. And so, so what I'm saying is that God is assuring Paul that Paul this time is not going to be the same as that time. <clears throat> this time is not the same as that time. It's not, it's not going to be the same. 
You know, when you get <coughs> traumatized by something, it can, it can affect your present reasoning. You can... Uh, <coughs> You can, uh, <coughs> you can be affected in how you think about something according to what happened to you before. And, uh, and uh, that's what's going on here. Previous trauma can affect somebody's reasonings. Now, if that's not you, you at least should understand that. That, that people can think a certain way because of what they went through before. I remember on many, well, not many, but I remember on a few occasions over the years of working, you know, in the local church that sometimes, and I'm sure it's happened since, sometimes some people would come into the church and, uh, and they would say, you go and say, hello, you, you give a welcome, hello, and they would say, look, we just want to sit. We, we, we don't want to do anything. Uh, I'm sorry, but we don't want to teach any classes and we, we, just, we, just, we just need to sit. And, uh, and, and, you, and you were just saying hello, and you probably weren't going to sign them up to anything right there and then. But, but uh, here's what they're saying to you. We've been through something, and, uh, and, and it clearly is affecting them at that moment through the things that they've been to. So we have to understand that. We have to understand. If you've had a serious health concern, and, uh, and it, did, you know, it, really, it really traumatized you, it upset you, it scared you, and you might recover from that, but if any of those symptoms pop up again, you might start thinking, oh, it's coming back. And, and it can just happen to people. And I'm saying that God understands that. And, uh, and God was giving an assuring word to Paul to say, look, I know what you're feeling. And I, this, uh, you're probably thinking, oh, not this again. But just let me tell you, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Uh, this time is not going to be the same as the time before. God said, I have a lot of people here in this city. Now, I don't think it meant that he had a lot of people already Christians, but I do think it meant he had a lot of people who were going to become Christians. There were a lot of, there were a lot of people there that God knew them, but they didn't know God yet. And Paul had a part to play. And he went on, and, and verse 11 tells us, he stayed there for a year and six months. Wouldn't that have been a blessing? Can you imagine, can you imagine the apostle Paul uh, teaching you and instructing you in the Word of God, and and he must have been quite quite a person, really, that that he didn't get tired of that and say, you know what, are we starting at infant Christianity again? You know, I've already done that in several places. Uh, he, he he just loved people, and he abode there with them, and he was willing to teach them the Word of God at their level, at just where they were, <coughs> and uh, so he stayed there for that time. Uh, we shouldn't think that even someone like Paul was not affected uh, by what he'd been through before. Sometimes the people who most understand people who are suffering are people who've been through things themselves. Uh, it's the fact that they have been through some difficult things that has equipped them to, to, to understand what others uh, are going through. <coughs> so, previous trauma... Uh, can affect present thinking. Secondly, uh, we can judge people based on the people we've met before. We can judge people based on the people we've met before, meaning that uh, we can think <coughs> this person is going to be like the other person I met. I remember the first time that, uh, that I met Brother Fisher 
And uh, it would, I guess it was 20-something years ago. Uh, but Suzanne and I, we'd driven up to Rockhampton to preach at a meeting. Brother Bax had asked us to come up there at that time. We'd never been up there before. And, uh, and Brother Bax said, uh, he said, we're having this little conference. I think the building was a very small little fibro building with, uh, uh, you know, louver windows that you opened up that didn't cool it down a whole lot. And uh, we were meeting up there. And Brother Bax had called me, and I didn't really know him very well. And he said, you know, I want you to preach. And I have an American coming in. And uh, I said, uh, uh, who is it? And he said, it's Doug Fisher from San Diego. Have you ever heard of him? And I said, nope, I've never heard of him. But I had met one other man from San Diego, and I didn't like him at all. <laughs> and so, so the other guy had left a lasting impression with me of the wrong kind. And, and I, I had already, you know, I was already, uh, you know, th- that was in my mind. So when I heard Doug Fisher from San Diego, I immediately thought, hmm, I bet that's where he comes from. <laughs> you know, I'd already, I'd already predetermined how I was going to think about that. And it did affect me uh, initially. I mean, I don't know just that, but, but, but it, w- it was there. And I am saying... Uh, we can judge people based on the people we've met before. And we need to be really, really careful with that, that, that we're, not, we're not making judgments about somebody because of, because of somebody else. You know what it's like? There are names you probably know that if you hear that name, you automatically think of someone. Or sometimes somebody can do something and what they did was not, was not particularly... They didn't do anything bad of itself... But what they did triggered in you what someone else did. That They did that and then it went to this and this and this. You know what I'm saying? It's, we associate that. And there's a danger with that that we've got to be careful that we're not judging people on the kind of people that we've met before. Because, number three, we might be missing a wonderful new thing because of a previous bad thing. We might miss a wonderful new thing because of a previous bad thing, meaning that, that God is trying to give us something that actually is really going to be a blessing in our life. And, and God is trying to help us with something that, that really would be good for us, but because previously we had something a bit like that, that went bad or was bad, we can miss the good thing that God is trying to give us. You know, it would be a mistake, of course, to, to, to miss out on all the goodness that a good local church can give you because you went through a bad experience at another local church. And, uh, and that's not to, to minimise what you went through. And it's not to argue with you about whatever happened to you. But, but it would be a mistake to, to let that affect you to the point that God is trying to help you and maybe now there's a good local church that God wants to give you that's going to strengthen you and help you, and, uh, and you push that away. I think authority can be like that. I, I, I think one of the greatest blessings in life is to, is to be uh, under authority. All right. Now, I say that as someone who made that as a late discovery in life. Okay? I, w- I was Frank Sinatra, and I was doing it my way. For a long time, and uh, and typical, very typical Australian perspective on authority, that somehow authority was a bad thing, 
and it was trying to, someone else trying to tell me what to do and I wasn't going to put up with that and, uh, and in my opinion was as good as the next bloke and I was very anti-authority until God really just showed me that that was unspiritual and that God had set up authority in the world and authority didn't mean that you didn't, you weren't a, a person anymore or you weren't, didn't have an opinion that was worthy. It didn't mean any of that. But authority is a blessing in our life. But here's what happens is somebody goes through an experience with authority in their life where, where that was a bad experience and that might be because of the authority or it might have been because of you. But, but they go through an experience where it's a bad situation and now they want to cast it off. So you're letting what you went through before affect you <coughs> when God is trying to give you something that actually could be helpful to you. Uh, we ought to just try to receive of the Lord the things that God wants to give us that he has already structured. In other words, we shouldn't be trying to reinvent life. Uh, marriage works pretty good the way that God intended it to work. You know, I don't think it can be perfect as long as you and I are involved. Uh, Family is a good model the way that God has given us. Uh, government is still better. You know, I, I'm in Thailand, they complain about the government. They, everything, they, they complain lots of things about the government. The rice crop uh, fails, it's the government's fault, you know. Price of rubber is down, oh, it's the government. Uh, and they'll say, and word gets around, and they'll say, oh, everybody's going bad. And I look and I think, you'll look about the same as you did 10 years ago. I can't see much difference. But people talk and, and you can start to want to tear down the things. And I think that's the devil's intent, by the way, is to tear down the very structures that God has given us to help us get through life. And none of that will ever be perfect in a human environment, but it is, it is what God has given it to us. So God comes along to Paul and says, Paul, look, this time is not going to be like that time. So it's okay. I want you to go. I want you to enter into it. I, I don't want you to, to miss this because of what happened to you before. I want you to receive it and I want you to go with it because actually you're going to do a powerful amount of good right here. Uh, and I wouldn't want you to miss that because of your own fears, uh, your, the things you're afraid of because of what happened before. Because Paul, this time is not going to be like that time. And I think that's just very God to understand uh, how we can be and, and how we feel. And I, I thank God for that. You know, we all, we all probably feel like you know, we all have this unique walk with God. And I don't say to the exclusion of others, but it is, it's a wonder to us that God treats us the way he does in such a personal way. I find that. The way that God will speak to us, the way he uses our name. And, uh, and so, you know, that's what God was saying. Now, Acts chapter 28, let's finish with concluding verses just to go along. So we're at Acts chapter 18. Uh, God says, Paul, you know, don't be afraid. Don't change the message. Uh, don't, don't hold it in. You know, don't be afraid. And the reasons he would have been thinking to do that would have been based on last time I did that, this is what happened to me. You know what that's like saying this? That's like, that's like, that's like someone in a marriage saying, well, the last time I shared my heart, you know, I got hurt. So I'm keeping it in for the rest of my life. Well, that's going to make communication incredibly difficult. Because the last time I told you, you said this. Well, if I did say that, let's say I did, 
that was sinful of me and I shouldn't have said that. But, but we, can't, we can't miss out on what God is trying to give us. The last time I talked to a pastor, it ended this way. Well, that doesn't mean that this pastor would be that way. You, you know, we, we, we want to not miss what God has given us because of something before. Uh, and then Acts chapter 28, verse number 17, this is towards the end for Paul. And, it came, and now he's been taken to Rome. And it came to pass that after three days, Paul called the chief of the Jews together. And then when they were come together, he said unto them, men and brethren, uh, though I have committed nothing against the people or customs of our fathers, uh, yet was I delivered prisoner from Jerusalem uh, into the hands of the Romans, who, uh, when they had examined me, would have let me go because there was no cause of death in me. But when the Jews spake against it, I was constrained to appeal unto Caesar, not that I had aught to accuse my nation of, for this cause, therefore, have I called for you to see you and to speak with you, because that for the hope of Israel I'm bound with this chain. Verse 21, and they said unto him, we neither received letters out of Judea concerning thee, neither any of the brethren that came showed or spake any harm of thee. All right, so let me you go back and reread if you want to another time. Paul has been taken to Rome as a prisoner. Uh, he's been there with the guard for a period of days, not long. And uh, then in Rome, he says, okay, uh, go out and get the, the Jewish leaders together and I will speak to them. And he's going to address them. And, and if you read, read what he, the beginning of that, what I read, he's going to address them and explain, look, I didn't do the things that people have said I did. I'm not against our, our country, like as a Jew. I'm not, I, I didn't accuse our nation of anything. I'm not a traitor. I didn't accuse our nation of anything. And, uh, and, uh, and the, the Romans examined me and they would have let me go. And really, I only appealed under Caesar because, you know, they, they were going to kill me and I had to do that. And that's how I got here. And I haven't done anything. And I just want this chance to speak for myself and just see you face to face and explain to you how this is. And they looked at him and they said, uh, well, we never heard of this. We, no, nobody had accused you. Uh, we, we didn't even get any letters about this. And nobody spoke of any of these things. And I'm just saying that, that, that we can think People are thinking things that they're not thinking. He was thinking, you probably all heard about me already. This has probably gone all over Rome. They, they, you've probably had people coming to you telling stories about me and they've said I did this. And Well, I just want to be here and I just want the chance to explain and speak to myself that I never did any of these things. And they said, we, we don't, none of this, there was no accusation. We didn't even know about this. And I'm so glad God put that in the Bible because it's, it's telling us, and don't we do this? We can be thinking that people are thinking things about us that nobody is thinking. Did you ever have to answer that when somebody, somebody finally just lets you have it because they've been, you know, churning over for like a great period of time 
that you were thinking things about them and probably have been doing all these things and finally they decided enough's enough and they're just going to confront you about it but you never were thinking any of the things they thought you were thinking. You ever have that happen? And we can all do that. We can, but I think, I think it's a masterful tactic of the devil. He's thinking this about you. Well, she'll be thinking this. Well, well for sure, everybody will be talking about this. And Paul said, not, not, uh, the, the, the Jews said to Paul, none of this happened. We, we, didn't, we didn't get any letters. We did, in other words, there was, there was no need for all this. We didn't, we didn't think you were an accused, uh, that you betrayed the nation. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't even know about any of this. And I just, I just wonder what Paul would have, huh, hmm, okay. But then they did say, okay, well, tell us more. And, and it, it, did, it did sort of work on, you know, he no doubt used it. Uh, he used the term that the things that happened to me have happened unto the, uh, the falling out of the gospel. It's been to the furtherance of the gospel. And so, uh, but, 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 but it's an example. It's an example how we can be thinking things that somebody else wasn't even thinking. We can be thinking of oh, this time. It's going to be just like that time. It's happening to me again. But, but it may not be the same. This time may not be that, that time. This time might be entirely different. That time might have been a season of trial, but this time might be a season of blessing. That time might have been a hard time, but, 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 but now, now it's not that way. And, uh, you know, may, maybe, maybe even your health. May, may, maybe you're going to get better and, and, it's, and you're going to be okay. And you went through a really hard time. But, but you know, there are a lot of things that, that visit us, but they don't stay. There are some things that, that are difficult, but not every time is the same. And it's just kind of a human thing just, just to be mindful of. In the church, we all have relationships that will get on with each other, that we don't get that way where we're thinking, oh, somebody's thinking this, and maybe nobody's, maybe nobody's thinking anything at all. And by the way, it, it, it's really helpful if you just think good things about everybody. That'll, that'll help you to just, if you just have a mind of, you know, we tend to judge others based on what we are likely to do ourselves. And so if we just have a good mind about everybody and just keep a good spirit, and I, I even go to a little bit of an extreme with that. Even if something was true, I just choose not to, uh, you know, I say not to believe it, but just not to dwell on that or say that's really nothing to do with me and, I'm not going to discount somebody's goodness because of a moment of badness or a moment of humanity or a moment of failure or, a, or a something, you know, that they've since learned from. I'm, I'm just not going to do that to people. And it's just a good example. God said, Paul, this time is not going to be like that time. It's going to be okay. Go ahead. Do what you do. Go ahead. I'm with you. Preach. Teach. Tell. It's going to be good, and I'm going to bless that. All right? God bless you, and I hope you can find some application there with that. Thank you, Pastor.